I'm Maya Chupkov, and I'm a woman who stutters. Welcome to Proud Stutter, a show about stuttering and embracing verbal diversity in an effort to change how we talk about it, one conversation at a time. Hey, Proud Stutter listeners. Today, I have a special treat for all of you. I was recently on another disability podcast called Beyond Awareness, Disability Awareness That Matters with host Diana Pastora Carson. Diana is a educator and an inclusive education advocate. In her interview, we talk about verbal diversity and how educators and families can Approach the topic of respond to and support the stuttering community. You've got to check out her TED talk titled Walking with Joaquin. Um, it chronicles her family's journey to bring home her brother after living in an institution for 15 years. So definitely check that out. And without further ado, here's the interview from her podcast, Beyond Awareness. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Beyond Awareness, Disability Awareness That Matters. I'm excited today to have Maya Chupkov here with us today. As a woman who stutters, she is a stuttering advocate working to shift societal norms around stuttering and the disability community. So welcome, Maya. I'm really excited to be here. Many of my listeners are educators who are always looking for ways to ensure that they're providing nurturing and accessible classroom and campus spaces for all of their students. Do you have any examples of times when teachers or other staff on campus were not helpful to you or even hurtful? And then, you know, that scenario versus examples of times when teachers or other campus staff were helpful, were nurturing and supported your confidence and self-acceptance, um, responded in ways that were nurturing and supportive. Yeah. So one, um, one memory comes to mind around the non-supportive. <laughs> yeah. Stuttering didn't ever really come up in middle school and high school. Um, or, like it just wasn't something I ever talked about with teachers. There was a lot of disconnect, especially when public speaking was involved. Generally I would I would get lower participation points when that was a thing in a class because I wouldn't be speaking up enough. So that that's one area where I wish teachers would, um, you know, if there, if participation was a big part of the grade, or at least even a little bit, I wish at the beginning of the, the school year that they would have been like, all right, so participation is 5% of your grade. Um, if you wanted to talk about, there's a di different ways you can participate every, you know, that there's a lot of different di disabilities out there. I want to have that conversation, just opening up that space to like, allow me to feel comfortable enough to go to a teacher would have been really helpful when I was learning different languages. That was the biggest that was where my stuttering would would come up the most is when I was learning different languages because 
speech was very hard for me in another language. And that's usually when my stutter would pop up more. And so much about learning a new language is practicing and having those oral exams. And I would just do so poorly on those exams because I just stutter through all the oral um, type of activities. And so that is one area. If there's any language, you know, different language teachers out there listening, I think that's definitely something that I think it's great to be aware of is you might have someone in your class that has a stutter and they may not do as strongly on those oral exams. I have had a lot of positive experiences. I never allowed for that conversation to happen with with teachers, unfortunately. So let's talk language preferences. How do you identify? Do you consider yourself disabled? Um, how do other people who stutter identify? I know, you know, you're not a monolith, so there are different perspectives. Um, I've heard some of your guests use the term speech impediment, while others don't like that terminology. What in general are the main concerns about language? And how should we as families and professionals refer to people who stutter? For me, I have really come to own the identity of disability. At first, I did not think stuttering was a disability. Only when I started really thinking about how stuttering has impacted me throughout my life, and I realized that there were so many instances where I just did not, I chose to not engage with certain things or certain opportunities. I just didn't take because of my stutter. And so in that way, I do own my identity as someone with a speech disability. As you said, that opinion is very different across different people who stutter. Um, And stuttering is such a personal journey. And it's, it's so, it's so personal. And there's so much trauma, I think, that comes with stuttering. So certain phrases can just cause memories to surface up. And so sometimes people just don't like certain um, phrasing around stuttering. Um, for me, I I do like the, the, the term stuttering because as part of my shifting the narrative around stuttering, we really have to use that word because that's a word that people are familiar with. And so um, I tend to use the word stutter. I'm very neutral around the term speech impediment. I That's fine. I mean, um, I don't really have um, anything against that term. I think it's worth really talking about language and stuttering openly. And I want to have more conversations around that because it is so personal. And so um, I wouldn't want to kind of share that this is how everyone should describe stuttering. I think it, it, it varies. And um, I think we need to have more conversations about it. And for teachers, asking questions about their stutter and really trying to make it as individual as possible. And so um, 
not generalizing, I think is a good way to go. Well, I guess the next question I want to ask is what do kids, those who stutter and those who do not need to know about stuttering? We all as humans have a different way of speaking and stuttering is just part of that speech difference. And there is no such thing as normal speech. There's at least in my opinion that there's no such thing as like smooth talking. Like we all have our different ways of speaking. And my favorite comparison is stuttering is just like an accent, right? Like sometimes it's hard for us to get our words out. Sometimes it's harder for us to communicate in this like way society expects us to. And so I would just say that own your speech difference. What like if you have a stutter, if you have another type of speech difference, own it because that's what makes you unique. And if I didn't have a stutter, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have met all the amazing people I've met from all over the world. So I, I viewed stuttering as a negative for so long. And now I'm just so thankful because it's allowed me to be part of this amazing community. Okay. On your website, you have a beautiful gallery of verbal diversity artwork. And I actually shared the link in a recent email to my email list. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you came up with the gallery idea and what you hope transpires as a result. Yeah. So I partnered with a arts college in Pasadena, California called Art Center. And I had heard about them through my full-time job, which is at this organization called Common Cause. And I was working with them in that capacity. And I was in a meeting with one of the program officers and just mentioned the podcast. And she was like, oh, we'd love, she just got so excited about it. And she's like, we wanted you to, to partner with our illustration students on a project. And so I was um, working with these students, these illustration students, and they, and I was able to kind of be their client because as they were learning how to work with clients, I was kind of their client for um, about two months. And so as we were working together, I thought, how cool would it be to showcase their artwork on my website as a way to raise awareness through art because these 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 art pieces could be used in classrooms and other settings as a way to visualize the stuttering experience in all these creative ways. And so that is really what that gallery is all about. It's about just putting more stuttering and verbal diversity artwork, artwork out there so people can start interacting and engaging with that conversation in a new way. So I'm, I'm glad you found it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. And, you know, and the term verbal diversity just resonates so much with how I believe about people of all kinds of different, you know, we're just a diverse humanity. And so verbal diversity is part of that. And I love that you're bringing that out. And I, one of them stood out to me, especially it was 
I can't remember the native the name of the artist, but it was um, your unique rhythm is what makes you you. I love that your unique <laughs> rhythm. We all have our own unique rhythm. So yes. I would encourage my listeners to go check it out because it's they're really beautiful and they can be used as you know posters in your classrooms and such. Are there other resources out there for educators and families that you would recommend? Yes. So the one of my favorite stuttering organizations is called the American Institute on Stuttering and their speech language pathologists are amazing and they totally fit under this like amazing like acceptance is part of the stuttering journey and so I definitely and that they also have a blog that has just great content for families and educators um so I and their acronym is AIS and they're great. And they actually just opened um, a new office in Los Angeles, which is really exciting because I'm in California too. And then another resource is actually, it's an album and it's called The Clearing by Jerome Ellis. And his album is all about his stutter and how he reframes his stutter in this beautiful spoken word, poetry type of way. Maya, thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your knowledge with us. And um, it's been a joy. I just wanted to close out this episode by giving kudos to Diana's podcast, Beyond Awareness. Definitely check it out. It's also in our show notes and we'll see you soon. That's it for this episode of Proud Stutter. This episode of Proud Stutter was produced and edited by me, Maya Chupkov. Our music was composed by Augusto Denise and our artwork by Mara Ezekiel and Noah Chupkov. If you have an idea or want to be part of a future episode, visit us at www.proudstutter.com. And if you like the show, you can leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Want to leave us a voicemail? Check out our show notes for the, the number to call in. More importantly, tell your friends to listen too. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Be proud and be you. Be you.